This program is brought to you by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. Welcome to Shepherding Our Hearts with Addie and Tina Shepherd. Today we're going to continue our study on the parable of the sower. And so Addie's going to start by reading that passage, this time from Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 15, um, which says, And when much people were gathered together and were come, To him out of every city, he spake by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it, and choked it. And other fell on the good ground, and sprang up, and bare fruit, and hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He hath, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And his disciples asked him, saying, What might this parable be? And he said, and he said, Unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are... They that hear, then cometh the devil, and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which, hear, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and (laughs) these have no root, which for a while they believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And that which fell among the thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth, and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground are they which in in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit with patience. All right, so today we're going to focus on the seed that fell among thorns. So I'm going to read again the verses that just apply directly to that, and then we will go into the rest of our discussion. Um, So verse 7 says, And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it, and choked it. And then verse 14, where Jesus explains it, says, And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth, and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. So, again, you see that this seed actually does begin to grow, right? It grows up, but along with it grows the thorns. Right. So. The problem is not the seed. It's never the seed, right? God's word is perfect and can do all of these wonderful things. um, But we need to um, cultivate the ground that it is sown in. Um, But I do think it's interesting when you read in verse 14, it says it's choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life. Like some cares aren't even sinful in and of itself, right? Neither are riches or pleasures. That's right. But the love love of them. The love of them. That's right. When they start to take that priority in your life. Um, It's not one of the examples we talked about, but Mary and Martha, right? When they're there with Jesus and we didn't talk about, about, (laughs) we have a whole list of things and like things kept popping up in my brain. Um, But yeah, when Mary and Martha were there with Jesus, what Martha was doing was not sinful. She was serving um, the Lord while he was, you know, teaching everyone and, and being there. But what, what became a problem was the fact that she was worried about it. She was cumbered with much um, care, right? She was overthinking it and 
all of this kind of thing. So that's what becomes the problem is the, the cares of those of the world. Um, did you want me to give my example now? I did, okay. yeah. So the example that I had was um, Peter walking on the water, which is in Matthew 14, verses 26 through 23, and I'll go ahead and read that. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. And then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. So when Peter moves his focus away from Jesus, he becomes distracted by the waves and the wind and the storm around him, he instantly begins to sink. And it's the same thing when we lose our focus and get distracted by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this world, which is so easy to do. Yeah, I and I've you know you taught many many years at camp um, with the girls. I have with the girls in my cabin. I often you know talk to them about the fact that. You know, they're probably not going to come out like and become thieves and start stealing stuff. They might, but you know. Let's not jinx it. Let's not jinx it so far. Um, we've not had many issues of that. But what does tend to happen to us is we get distracted, right? Life is busy. They're involved in things that are in and of themselves not a problem, like sports or activities or whatever. But the more and more time it takes of your day, which it does take a lot of time, um, the less. Really good. If you're good or if you want to become good, right? Maybe you're not good, but you know that if you want to become good, you need to spend more and more time preparing and doing that work behind the scenes. But when it starts to take the priority over the things of God, then it becomes a problem. Um, Another reason I love that example, though, is because Peter does not drown in that example. That's true. He doesn't. he, He, Jesus helps him back up. That's right. Because he immediately when he starts to sink calls out to christ um to save him so he realizes like oh i'm sinking i'm sinking and you know asks for that help and of course in that same way like god is always there for us and if we ever see that we're in that position like boom we can come right back you know especially if you're a baptized you know christian and all of this like all you need to do is say that prayer, make those changes in your life, and you're right back where you were before. So you're not you're not sunk. And another example I was thinking of was there um, when Jesus tells about the rich man with his barns in Luke chapter 12, and starting in verse 16, another parable. And it says, And he spake unto them, said, I'm sorry, let me try that again. And he spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. 
and I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall these things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. So um, just the idea, again, it's not a sin to have these things, and it's not a sin that he had worked hard to build um, the barns in the first place or even that he had um, done well and prospered. But the idea became a problem when he didn't ever have any thought towards um, thanking God for the blessings that he had or using them to help those in need or anything else. He just was all about this will I do and I will pull down my barns and I will bestow all my fruits and I will say to my soul, soul. That's my favorite part. That and I will say to my soul, soul. soul. <laughs> and just decides to like live the good and easy life without a care in the world. Um, and that's where it became a problem. So again, having things, not a problem. Having things and like just kind of patting yourself on the back and saying, you know what, I've done well. So I don't have to do anything else and this is all I need to do. That's not ever true. Then There's yeah. always more to do. There is always more to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always more every single day that we could be doing for God, right? We can be, you know, just encouraging someone else, um, thinking about the needs of others. What small thing can you do to help someone? Um, and and that's really the idea, right? We need to stop worrying about the things of this world as much and look to what else we can be doing for God. So. We had a couple of other, like, ideas of... Do you just want to read through them? Yeah. They are. The rich young ruler. The rich young ruler. He didn't want to sell all of his goods to follow Jesus. He That's right. He would rather have goods than salvation. And obviously, we're never told the end of him. And if he ever had, you know, second thoughts about it and came back. But at the moment when Jesus told him what he needed to do, he went away sorrowful. He loved his stuff. And then Ananias and Sapphira, <laughs> they're in Acts chapter 5. Um, again, you see that they they were doing good things with their money, but... They lied about it. They lied about it. There was deceit in their heart. No bueno. um, and again, we're not told the motive behind that or why they did that, what was actually going on, whether they just wanted to look better um, than they actually were. Um, but Probably. Yeah. That and makes the most sense to me. And then we also had, like, Simon the Sorcerer, who... He just wanted the gifts. Yeah, he wanted to be able to pass on those gifts, right? He saw what the apostles were doing, and he's like, like oh, mm. can I buy that power from you? Let me in on this. Yeah, like, I've, I've like, pretended for a lot of years that I had this kind <laughs> of power, and I'd really like to have it for real. Um, and But, again, you see, kind of like Peter, the example that we had there, that as soon as he saw that he was falling and sinking... He called out to Jesus, and he regained that focus, and he was saved from that. And Simon the Sorcerer, you see the same sort of attitude. As soon as he realized what he was doing was wrong, and they said, uh, Simon, you need to repent of that. He's like, oh, okay. And he immediately... You pray for me, too. Yeah. Not only me. So, But you see that that attitude of repentance, which is something that we need to have. And like we've talked about every week with this parable... Um, there are going to be times when the Word of God, as we continue to study and learn all through our lives, there might be times that we find that we're not 
listening to it like we should, that we're not doing the things that we see um, in there. And we need to have that same attitude that Simon the Sorcerer had or that Peter had. And when we see these things, we need to like stop, make that change and make it right. You all right over there? Yeah. Okay. The way you just said stop, I thought you were going to say drop and roll. Oh. That just, it sounded like you were repeating the fire drill. There are definitely times when that is what you need to do. So if you ever find yourself on fire, stop, drop, and roll. But if you find yourself worrying more about the things of this world than the things of God, then just stop, refocus, and get back to doing what God will want you to do. That one's longer. It is. It doesn't have the same sort of like ring to it. Maybe we should come up with one. We'll work on that. That's your challenge for the week. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And our challenge for the week is really just to think about something in your life that does tend to be a care or concern that maybe overwhelms you and to really pray about that kind of thing. So, I mean, this time of year, it might be like, have I bought gifts for everyone? Do I have the right thing? stress in general. Yeah. Like, so anything that might be overwhelming you as a care of this world, then yeah, let it go. Pray about it. Journal about it. Talk to a friend about it. Um, anything that you can do to help remove that as a care or something. You could listen to this podcast. Repeatedly. Yeah, it would help. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just trying to plug it. I don't want to get in trouble again. That's right. You got to plug it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then let's end with reading um, 1 John 2 and verses 15 through 17. I'll go ahead and read that. Um, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. I just thought those were the perfect verses to end on, right? Just taking your, your focus and your love away from the world and putting it towards the things of God, which we know will go on forever. And ever. And ever. And ever. And I think we're done. Thank you. you know, thank you. Oh. What were you going to say? I said, you know how we end. Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> we thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bowie Media by visiting us at bowiemedia.org. You can also find us on several uh, social media platforms now. We hope you enjoyed this program. We hope you will share with others. And as always, we thank you for listening.